Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker. The rabies virus, which is also called acute viral encephalomyelitis, is an extremely serious, usually fatal inflammatory infection that affects the brain and central nervous system, or CNS. The virus is a single-strand RNA virus of the genus Lysavirus in the family Rhabdoviridae. It's carried in the blood and saliva of infected animals. In dogs and cats in the U.S., the rabies virus is most often transmitted when an infected fox, raccoon, skunk, coyote, or bat bites a pet. Infectious virus particles are present in the saliva of these animals to more efficiently transmit the disease. It's also extremely rare, but transmission has also been documented to occur through the exposure to the escaping gases of an infected decomposing animal. Very rare, but could happen. This usually, this transmission usually happens um, in caves where there's large populations of infected bats. So it's something you need to think about if you are a caving person or if you have a hunting dog or you like to go exploring with your dog. Rabies is a zoonotic disease, meaning it can also be transmitted to humans by infected animals. Once the rabies virus enters a pet's body, it multiplies in muscle cells and then spreads to nearby peripheral sensory and motor nerves, which eventually moves it to the brain and central nervous system, which is when an animal becomes symptomatic or begins exhibiting symptoms. During the incubation period, before the virus enters the CNS, the animal does not exhibit any symptoms and doesn't transmit the disease at that point. The average time between exposure to brain involvement is three to eight weeks in dogs and two to six weeks in cats. However, incubation periods as long as six months have been reported in dogs. Once the virus reaches the brain, the animal will experience one, two, or three phases of a rabies infection. Also at this point, the virus moves to the salivary glands where uh, it begins, of course, the shedding process where transmission will occur. The first rabies phase is the prodromal phase, which is usually lasts between one and two days in cats and two to three days in dogs. Symptoms during this phase can be a fever, anxiety, nervousness, a desire for solitude, they just wanna be left alone, and normally friendly dogs or cats may show shyness, irritability, or snappishness. They just are reactive. Normally, aggressive animals, interestingly, can turn docile and affectionate at this point, and we see that a lot with wild animals that are affected with the rabies virus. Most pets also persistently lick at the site of where they were bitten, so that could be a clue. The second phase of, of rabies uh, is either what's called the furious phage or the paralytic phase, which is also the, it's also called the dumb phase. In the furious phase, which can last from one to seven days, symptoms include restlessness, irritability, hypersensitivities to noise and visual stimuli, roaming and attacking behaviors. Eventually these pets become disoriented, they begin having seizures, and then they eventually die. The paralytic phase can follow either the prodromal phase or the furious phase and is usually seen two to four days after the first signs of the disease are noticed. Nerves in the head and throat will be affected in this phase, which leads to excessive drooling because the pet can no longer swallow efficiently. There can also be significant labored breathing, a dropped jaw, and choking sounds as the diaphragm muscles of the, and muscles of the face become paralyzed. The animal will grow progressively weaker and eventually go into respiratory failure and die. Rabies is a fast-moving virus that must be treated as soon as symptoms appear if the pet has any chance for survival.
If your dog or cat has been in a fight with another animal and has been bitten or scratched by another animal, or if you suspect that he may have come in contact with a rabid animal, you should take him to your veterinarian or emergency clinic immediately. Diagnosis of rabies in a living dog or cat is done through history taking and symptom observation. Pets suspected of having rabies are quarantined in a locked kennel at a veterinary clinic for 10 days and carefully monitored. If an animal is showing progressive symptoms of the disease while quarantined, then the veterinarian will take fluid samples for evaluation, and if they are positive for rabies, your dog or cat, sadly, by law, must be euthanized. Animals who die of a suspected rabies infection are diagnosed post-mortem or after death with a direct fluorescence antibody test performed at a state-approved laboratory. All confirmed cases of rabies must be reported to the state health department. And unfortunately, at this point, there's no amazing treatment or cure for rabies. And death actually typically occurs in unprotected animals within seven to 10 days after the onset of symptoms. Since rabies is a really devastating disease, a fatal disease, it's really important to protect your dog or cat through vaccination as appropriate and as required by law, as well as to avoid situations in which your dog or cat could be exposed to a rabid animal. Rabies vaccines are the only vaccines mandated by law in all 50 states. These vaccines, like all vaccines, have the potential for adverse side effects or reactions, and those reactions can, may, can range from very, very mild to really profound reactions and or anaphylaxis and death. Fortunately, all 50 states now have a three-year revaccination protocol after the second vaccine is given. However, a few county and city laws may differ, so it's important that you check with your local veterinarian or animal control for more information about your state's and county-specific rabies vaccine requirements. Some states allow for medical exemptions from rabies vaccines for pets who have illnesses, chronic diseases, or have had adverse reactions in the past. And I've done that very, very regularly. So if I know an animal's having a toxic reaction, uh, those animals could be titered for rabies and in many instances are not required to have additional continued vaccination. I strongly recommend waiting until a pet is as old as allowable by law before giving its first rabies vaccination. In some states, this is six months. In others, it's earlier. A booster shot is usually required within 12 months. And after that second shot, I strongly recommend that you insist on the three-year rabies vaccine because it's identical to the one-year rabies vaccine. So in essence, you're able to provide the protection that's required by law, but at a much less frequent interval, which just across the board means less vaccine, which across the board means healthier pets. In addition, rabies vaccine should never be given in combination with other vaccines or at the same time as another vaccine. Rabies vaccine should be given alone, separate from all other vaccinations by at least two weeks. And because rabies is the only vaccine really required by law, I, I really recommend that that's the only vaccine that, that you give your pets. You can titer for all of the other diseases. I also recommend uh, the homeopathic detox for rabies vaccine called Listen, especially if your pet has had an adverse reaction. Always closely monitor the injection site after each rabies vaccine, and if you notice inflammation or any other abnormality in the, or change in the appearance of the skin, a lump, irritation, or heat, contact your veterinarian immediately. It's our goal within the integrative community that the Rabies Challenge Fund, which was initially set up by immunologist Dr. Ron Schultz and veterinarian Gene Dodds, proves that the rabies vaccine provides duration of immunity for a much longer period of time than just three years. And 
Ultimately, what that would mean is that animals have far fewer vaccines over a lifetime. This would allow for animals to be immunologically protected without the risk of cumulative vaccine damage over the course of their lifetime.